Holmly of 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Yebi. First reading, Isaiah 50, verse 5 to 9. Second reading, James chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. The Gospel, Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 35. Theme God is always present in our sufferings. Naturally, every human person likes comfort and abhors sufferings, sacrifices, or anything that will discomfort or inflict pains upon him or her. However, life itself is imbued with plethora of sacrificial enterprises. Even in our secular world, any successful person will tell you that achieving greatness is not a bed of roses. Like many successful entrepreneurs, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Philip Emagwali, etc., who achieved material greatness for the betterment of humanity, had no secret formula for their success. Rather, they were fixed with many sufferings and sacrifices. This implies that challenges, misfortunes, sufferings, or the cross, etc., are but the very essential aspects of life, and in order for anyone to achieve greatness in life, he or she must be ready to embrace sacrifices or sufferings as his or her companions. In the first reading, Prophet Isaiah foretold the mission of the Messiah which would be, be to liberate humanity. As God's servant, his heart and ears will always be open so as not to miss, miss any information or instruction from God. However, in the process of carrying out God's plan for humanity, he would experience humiliations, persecutions, hatred, and oppositions which would culminate to his sacrificial death on the cross, but through these sufferings, he would enter into his glory. Luke chapter 24 verse 26 In the gospel, despite many good works Jesus had performed, yet people never recognized his true identity, the Messiah, but gave divergent opinions or conjectures about him. But Jesus wanted his disciples to give a personal account of himself instead of what others were saying about him. Thus, through the revelation given by the Holy Spirit, Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus admitted the truth of Peter's declaration and thus plainly announced his real mission, which would be embellished with sufferings, death, and resurrection. He revealed these to them so that so as to forestall and erase any wrong ideas of a political leader which some of them or the disciples might have, but instructed them not to disclose his real identity until his mission is being accomplished. Interestingly, what Jesus did here in the gospel 
is similar to a term in psychology known as Johari Swindles, which is a useful model for self-awareness and identifying the personality of a person in a group. Ipso facto, it is very pertinent for us to always seek for feedback, which helps us to grow both socially, intellectually, and spiritually. It is not enough to have the ecclesiological and Christological knowledge that talk about the Church and Jesus Christ respectively, or to obtain a PhD in theology without having any personal discovery of Christ through our daily crosses, so that we can bear authentic witness of the Gospel. Astonishingly, Christ's disciples couldn't imagine a Messiah with such power from God to be put to death. And how could a dead man rise again? Moreover, because the Jews had a prolonged historical political domination and operation by successive foreign powers, it made them begin to anticipate an earthly military or political messiah who would forcefully revolt against the pagan Romans as at that time, and thus restore the glorious days of the Israelites during King David's reign. They never envisaged a Messiah to come and suffer any misfortune. And and that was why Peter, as an elder, wanted to dissuade Jesus Christ from his mission, since no one brags with suffering. However, seeing the manipulative utterance of Peter, who just professed Jesus as the Messiah not quite long ago, Jesus immediately rebuked him, saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on the side of God, but man's. Meanwhile, Peter was not actually referred to as devil, but a tempter, an opponent, whose way of reasoning is carnal or human conduct constructs. He was having a human outlook on God's papers and wanted to stop Jesus Christ, not knowing that his perspective was actually opposing God's will. This implies that sometimes certain thoughts or decisions we make as humans may not actually be divinely certified, since they do not help us in fulfilling God's will, rather our own selfish gain. For the scripture says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, and the end is death. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25 When we do not pay attentive ear to the voice of God for the direction of his divine plans for us, we may not actually know that he is always present amidst our sufferings, not to talk of knowing what he is saying to us at that moment, which may gain us salvation. Certainly, The cross, or suffering, is a symbol of Christ's redemptive action, which every Christian should be ready to endure, since out of love and obedience to God, the voice of God, Christ humbly and patiently sacrificed his life and bore his sufferings in order to save humanity. He told his disciples that anyone who really wants to follow him must be ready to pay attention to the instructions that would be given him or her through the Holy Spirit. 
which sometimes may lead to the paths of sufferings. Mark chapter 8 verse 34. So, if we want to experience the glorious splendor of the divine majesty, then we should be ready, like the apostles of Christ, to endure the challenges accruing from the vicissitudes of life. Romans 8 verse 16 to 17. For God's grace will always be sufficient sufficient for us, even in our struggles. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. Surprisingly, many people often forget that suffering or sacrifice is the conditio sine qua non, that is the necessary condition for authentic Christianity, and without which no crown or glory can be attained. For there are ways for they are ways of partaking in the sufferings of Christ. So, anyone who claims to love, sacrifices of his or her time, energy, resources, etc., should be the basis for such love. Remove the cross or sacrifice, then there is no love. And where there is no love, there is no Christianity. For instance, like St. Paul and other disciples of Christ who brought down the gospel to us, suffered grievously in order to be glorified and crowned saints. At a point, when the suffering was too much, St. Paul wanted them be removed, but God told him, My grace is sufficient for you. Confirm this, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. Thus, he began to boast in his sufferings for Christ's sake. Similarly, like St. Paul and many Christians, I personally, Father Benjamin, had passed through plethora of sufferings before I became a priest. When I was young during my primary education, I fell from a story building and broke my ribs. During my secondary school days, I had severe accidental leg injuries. At the university level, I broke my ribs again during football. Also, when I was doing my National Youth Service NYSC in 2005, as the best goalkeeper then, I represented Edo State at Abuja, and during the match, during the match football match, I fell on top of a stone and broke my ribs again for the third time. In 2009, when I resigned from my job, and entered seminary. That first year, I had an accident and my lips tore and was stitched. After six months, the same year, I had slipped disc, which kept me bedridden for two months. In 2016, I broke my leg again. My ankle pulled out from the joint and fixed backwards. I was on plaster casts, as that is POP and with clutches for almost one year. The climax of all these challenges was on 23rd December 2016 when I caught pneumonia which blocked my heart and lungs and I couldn't breathe again. Consequently, I passed away but through divine intervention, I later came back to life after some hours to the glory of God. In all these sufferings, I never despaired but had faith in God, and His grace was really sufficient to carry me through, and thus I was very 
joyful amidst the pains, seeing them as my own share of sufferings in following Christ. Unfortunately, many Christians, like St. Peter in the Gospel, make the mistake of attributing sufferings or manipul- to manipulative or projected costs, which is unacceptable and must be resisted by force. Hence, they spend more time moving from one prayer house to another looking for deliverance or for a way to get quick rich riches without making any reasonable efforts to push away the frontiers of illiteracy or ignorance and then begin to work hard so as to achieve greatness or even to earn a living. Even some pastors or ministers of the gospel tend to brainwash their congregation into believing that a child of God cannot suffer any misfortune like sickness, disappointment, lack and want, etc. Instead of going to the hospital first for the treatment of the sick ones, though not all cases are medically oriented, and waiting patiently for God in prayer as a divine assistance. This is a wrong teaching and a wrong theology. Surely, there are moments in our lives we may undergo serious training or drilling in order for us to achieve our purpose in life, like gold, which must be refined in a furnace before it can actually produce a pure or fine gold. For the scripture said, made it, scripture made it us made us to understand that good people suffer many tribulations, but the Lord will deliver them. Psalm 34 verse 19. Jesus Christ even confirmed this when he told his disciples that in the world you will suffer many tribulations, but be courageous, I have conquered the world. John chapter 16 verse 33. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us out of love, we too should emulate his footsteps and reciprocate this love by accepting difficulties or sufferings for the sake of others. Just like St. James said in the second reading, our faith is dead without the heart of God. It is meaningless without compassionate service to the poor and needy. For authentic Christian life demands that one is ever ready to sacrifice one's own convenience and pleasure for God's sake. This is the real meaning of faith in action, ipso facto practical Christianity. Finally, we should always 1. Give gratitude to God, the Father, for allowing His Son to undergo such rigorous roads for our sake. 2. Bear our own daily crosses patiently and gladly. And 3. Finally, help the needy to carry their crosses by providing them with the basic necessities of life while relying on divine assistance and God's grace to see us through. Therefore, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, may the grace of God be sufficient for you in your difficulties or sufferings, and at the end, may you gain eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Peace of Christ be with you. Reverend Father Benjamin Okala, CSSP is my name.
थैंक यू गॉड ब्लेस यू